Yeah, cool. So that's just make sure it's down a bit further from the cubby face. I like that. But you know, sometimes it's worth covering your face. (laughs) (laughs) Not in this time. Yeah, yeah. I'll hide behind. I used to always tell people like when we were doing the digital gatherings, we go like, just don't have it like here. <laughs> oh, so much it's like it's the prayer. Some people, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a massive schnoz. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Chip Lunch Podcast. It's episode twenty-nine. And I'm very excited to say that I have two guests joining me. Two guests? Well, I mean, you've been, it's been so long, Brayden. It's yeah, like I feel like you are a guest. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, it's nice to have you back on, Brayden. Welcome. Very fun to be back. Yes, welcome. And we should welcome our special guest. Special. Tim. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Good. And thank you for coming on. It's uh, it's good to be here. I've had your teeth done. They look very good. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I may have brushed them just before I came. Oh, got to look good on the camera. Got to look good on the camera. Right? Right? Yes. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. Now, like, what I'd like to start with at the moment is uh, the chip lunch art critique. Oh, yes, you can. We well, can look at it. Don't touch it. Sorry. It's expensive. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one this of one. was uh, if you hadn't. Known, I think you listened to a couple of episodes of chip lunch before you came on. But this is. Um, uh, one of our guests, Nikki Cousins, mm-hmm. she had a two-parter and she had to leave early from the first part because <laughs> she had a paint and sip to go to, Ooh. which she called the karaoke of the art world because as people drink more, they think they get better at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So what would you, how would you critique this, Tim? She's donated it to the Third Space Studio. Right. Excellent. Third Space artwork. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I don't know. I d- I'm probably not the right person to ask about critiquing right. artwork. Everyone's everyone's the right person on Chip Lunch because I'm actually colorblind. <laughs> 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 so this might have really? a completely different take. So what colors? So red is and this, green is a problem for you, isn't yes, it? Yes, and I think this is meant to be red and green, but it kind of looks like brown <laughs> a little bit. Well, and so well, I there's a, there's red and brown in these right. in these things. Yeah, the COVID. Yeah, I I quite like. It looks a bit native. Mm, I think it I, is native. I do, I do like a good native flower. They're meant so. to be native, Brayden. Do you remember? I do you wasn't. Know the I wasn't. Part? I, I was only on, on part one. <laughs> oh, okay. I, You're only on part one because this came on part two. I didn't two. get it straight from Nikki. Anyway, I'm working up to like critiquing it, but then I want to be, you know, like on those TV shows that I just throw it away. But I can't do that yet. <laughs> I, no, that's yeah, quite yeah that would, that'd be quite precious. good just lifting it up there. But at the moment, we'll just it's bright, it's colourful. Put, it <laughs> put it on the floor. <laughs> right, let's go back to Tim. <clears throat> let's ask you the first question, Brayden. You haven't been on for a while. Please ask ah, the question yes. for me. My my honour. Yes. <laughs> it would be my honour. <laughs> Thank you. For um, king and country. <laughs> uh, how do you take your chips, Tim? How do I take my chips? I I love a good, solid, thick chip. Mm-hmm. Nice and fluffy in the middle, yeah. crisp on the outside. Mm-hmm. Plain salt yes. at the moment. Oh. At the moment. At the moment. At the moment. <laughs> My tastes have changed over time, I oh, think. Wow. And some of you, Joel, will know that I'm a bit of a sucker for peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and as I we'll find out. But <laughs> yeah. well, I reckon during the during the high school years, I don't. Does anyone remember KM? Yes. Fish and chips in Guyana. That was that was my local. Yeah, that was. Th- we would go there at the end of every school term. We would go there on a Friday yes. and get chips, or we would just get chips and go to youth group. I reckon I'm going to make a call that they're still the best chips that I've wow, ever had. If I was, if I was going to say, if someone said, "Can I cook you the perfect chip?" 
Yes. I'd go back in time to K&M. You'd say, take me to K&M. Take me to K&M. They mm. were awesome. So, yeah, it was chicken salt for such a long time. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm all right. Just plain salt's good. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they, they had a secret blend of chicken salt, though. Their it chicken salt hit different. <laughs> like, a, li- a little bit different. Yeah. Extra MSG or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more the better. I think yeah, I right. haven't convinced my... So, we used to have takeaway once a week at, in our family, yeah. like going through high school and when I was still there. I think I convinced them to get chicken salt on their yeah. chips, so it became a whole family affair. Yes. I'm not sure how keen they were. but mm. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Ostracised brother yeah. of the family now that you kept bringing chicken salt in. But yeah. well, I do know your brother and sister, so I might ask them. <laughs> um, how did they feel about that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you have any sauce with them? Ooh, no, I'm not a fan of sauce. I think I've gone off sauce as well. Yeah. I used to be saucy. <laughs> used to be. <laughs> now, now no sauce. Mm. Just plain old. Get it. Hot. Nice. No bread? Oh, we, we actually, so I've got three kids. Yes. And um, we went away camping just recently. Oh, I reintroduced yeah. them to the hot chip sandwich. Yes, oh, classic. And classic. it's been such a long time, and that was so good to have a hot chip sandwich. Yeah. Apparently they're called um, like chip buddies. Chip buddies. Yeah. Buddies. Yeah. buddies. That's an mm. English UK. thing. Yeah. 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 So mm. I didn't know that. I was just hot chip <laughs> roll, hot chip sandwich. Yeah. 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 yeah you sound pretty Australian. <laughs> 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 All right. Second question, Brayden, please. Do the honours. Ah, yes. Do the honours <laughs> for King and Country again. You did a great job the first oh, time. Oh, thank you. So, Tim, how did you become a Christian? Oh, it is a... I don't know. It's not a very interesting story. Oh, everyone uh, says that. Everyone. That's why we have the Chip Lunch podcast, <laughs> but come on. <laughs> so... I don't know. How long How long do you want me to go? Like, do you want the full, the full rendition or yeah. like the... Yeah, we're not what, just we had for the greatest hits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. We're, well, we're talking about the shortest, <laughs> yeah, exactly. shortest podcast ever. So. Uh, no, so I was talking to Pete Crawshaw previously, and he was like, "Oh, how far do you want me to go back?" And then we went all the way back until <laughs> he was like a little baby boy in, in Sheffield in England. So I don't think you're going to have a problem. I, I probably won't go that far back. Yeah, you're not as old as him anyway. <laughs> I, I actually don't have a defining point where I think I became a Christian. Yeah, um, I I grew up in a Christian family and was taken to church. Every week, yeah. Um, my grandpa was a minister. Mm. Um, On your mum's or dad's side? Dad's side, yep. yeah. So my dad's my dad's dad was a minister, mm. um, and so there was always like church around. It was always kind of a big thing for the family. Um, and I I moved around the country a fair bit as well, um, and so wherever we lived, we would go to church um, on a Sunday, and you go to Sunday school kind of as a young kid, and I just that was just something that you did and you kind of learned all the different bits and pieces um, that you learn, all the Bible stories and all of that sort of thing. And that just kept on happening and happening and happening. And I remember one point where, I don't know, as a young kid, you kind of get sick of going to church on a Sunday when there's other things. And dad was like, no, you come to church. That's just what we do. Mm. And when you get to year six, you can make whatever decision you want to make about whether you keep on coming or not. And so continued on going and in, what was it, in year five, I moved back to Sydney from um, Townsville. And so, so that, that little, I don't know, disagreement kerfuffle happens <laughs> when I was probably, what was it, like year three or four or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then it, I came back to Sydney and there was actually like a really – 
I don't know, like not strong group, but like there was a fair few friends from school that were coming along to Sunday school. And so that yeah. made it all of a bit more, I don't know, exciting to be there. You had other people around yeah. you. Um, and it just never even really became an issue to not go. Like I didn't want to not go along mm. after that. And so, I don't know, there's a whole different range of things you can talk about as to why you, um, why that might have happened um, or why it happened that way. Um, but I guess that's kind of a turning point. Like I, it's not as if I just kept going because I had to keep going. I didn't have to anymore. I chose to keep going. Um, and so, yeah, there was no kind of like lightning flash moment where all of a sudden I'm like, yep, Christian. There was just a lot of solid little things along the way that I think kind of built to that point and became more involved in the church, became your, my understanding of like what being a Christian was and what like the God that's in the Bible is and what Jesus had done and my response to that. Um, yeah, that just kind of happened as a really gradual process over time. I think one of the things that, one way that someone's described it to me before is like you have cereal every day <laughs> and so you don't remember like I had wheat picks on, yeah. I don't know, the 27th of January twenty. 11 or something like that and <laughs> that was it um but like all of those things build you up and you get you through each day and I feel like that that was a really good analogy when someone kind of said that to me as that you don't need that big lightning flash moment it can just be this sort of gradual process yeah. and every sermon that you hear every talk that you have um at youth group and and that sort of thing growing up kind of just builds builds you up in your Christian faith and walk and that sort of thing along the way is uh, I know there's some quite, sorry quite a few people that we've had on the podcast that grown have grown up in Christian families. It's not really experience that Brain and I have had, mm. but they said that they've grown up knowing about the Bible, hearing about the Bible all the time, knowing all the stories, but they had to take on that faith at a certain time themselves. Was there a point that you actually realised that you had to do that? Yeah, I think um, I guess it just. Again, there was no specific point in time. I do remember a couple of times um, kind of going, like thinking about it and going, why, how do I know? How do I know that I'm a Christian? Like, how do I know that I've been saved? Like, mm. kind of as you, as you get older, you, you start, like, there's different bits and pieces that you hear on talks from the Bible and looking at the Bible that, like, there's a place in heaven for you um, if you're one of God's children. It was like, how do I know that? And it's kind of talking about opening up your heart um, to Jesus to let him in and, um, and and kind of responding to that. And I don't, again, I don't have a specific moment, but I do remember just like lying in bed some nights and just being like, am, like, am I a child? Like, am I one of the children of God? Am I a child of God? That like, so Is like there concerned? a spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah massively. Because yeah. it's something that you can't see. Like, it's something yeah. that you can't. And maybe as a gradual process, you just don't, you don't ever kind of, what? Well, yeah, there's no kind of like, boom, here it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that was my experience of how it happened. Mm. Um, yeah. So why are we like, and playing into that, I reckon, is well, my question is, you moved, you said you didn't move around the country. Yeah. Why was that in the first place? And then where did, where, where did you move to? Yeah, so I... Born and bred, I guess, in the Shire. Born in Sutherland Hospital. <laughs> um, and then just, just through my dad's work, actually. So um, he, he moved around the country as part of that. And 
Um, so I grew up here, I was, I don't know, two or three years old, I think it was, when I moved to Adelaide. Um, and I started school over in Adelaide um, there. So did like uh, that. It was really weird. They have all different schooling systems, but basically started school equivalent of kindergarten in Adelaide and did a couple of years there before moving to Townsville. Is that because it's called prep? Yeah, I think it's called prep. And it was weird. I only did like half a year in the first year. So like I started, Ah. uh, uh, my birthday's in June. And so I started after my fourth, fifth birthday, I think it was. Um, And so you only do half a year and then you get sucked into the system. And then Townsville (laughs) was even weirder. So I did, I think I did like prep and then year one and then year two in, no, year one in Adelaide. Then I was meant to go to year two in Townsville, but then never did that because the systems were all mixed up. And and so you were always kind of, I don't know, it was really hard. I, I hated my parents for it at the time. I was like, <laughs> come on, I've just made new friends. I've yeah. just like gone into something and now all of a sudden you're shifting us like away and I have to do it all over again. And, um, but I think I look back on it now and I'm a bit thankful for it because it did just mean that you had to work out how to like f- not fit in but like be with new people around you and yeah. just kind of – take everyone for who they are rather than knowing their backstory and knowing whether you liked them or not and all that sort of thing. You really just had to kind of... Um, you learn how to socialise quicker. Yeah, and just take them at face value. Like, just, right. I, I have no idea who you are, um, but, like, what's your story kind of thing? Like, mm. yeah, so yeah. that was good. And then, yeah, so after Townsville, moved back to Sydney in Year 5. Um, so late primary school. Back to the Shire. Back to the Shire. <laughs> back to early, back to KPS, Kirrawee Primary School. The, they had the worst, yeah, I think they, they had the worst uniform <laughs> possible. Oh, it was like a mixture of light brown and dark brown and... Yellow. Yellow, yeah. Like, what, a com- what a complimentary <laughs> colour. Just like looking in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking Man, in a toilet bowl. That's, uh, yep. I would be scarred from that, not moving around the country, probably <laughs> just, to, just to wear that uniform. So, okay, so that gets that we've talked about. You get gets you up to year six. Yeah, and then you started. You were going to Kirrawee Primary, mm. and that's because friends from that were going to church as well. Yeah, church was Guymere Anglican. Yeah, so I started back at Guymere Anglican, and um, actually, yeah. So some people that are still that are still here at Sorrel Bible Church now. So like Manda was one of my first friends previous back in chip Sydney. Lunch episode. Oh, mm-hmm. previous yeah. chip lunch episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and another guy, Paul, who was part of my kind of bridal party when I got married. Mm. Um, they were kind of two of my first friends and they also went to Guymere Anglican. So it was pretty rad to kind of, I don't know, have a little, like few people that you kind of knew. Yeah. And they're also part of your school life. They're part of your church life. Mm. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, can kind of continue to be so. Brent, I've been dominating the questions. Have you got you got any other questions for Tim <laughs> oh, before I, I keep know. going? I'll jump in if I, oh. if I feel inspired. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want you to be the, the guy sitting there going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, great right, story. So, so then high school, right? Like, because high school is a formative time uh, as a Christian. Um, we talk about, I mean, at Soul Revival, we've talked a lot about that. There was one study that came out once that said that 80% of people became Christians when they're at high school. Yeah. So would you say you were a Christian by that time? I, 
I'd say I would fully didn't I didn't fully fathom what being a Christian was kind of going into high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I kind of like I obviously made the choice to keep going along to to church and that sort of thing. Um, and so I think it was kind of halfway there, but it was a very immature, young sort of understanding yeah. of what it was. And I don't think it really. And so going into high school, I just managed to fall into a year that had a really solid really good bunch of people and a good cohort of people that ended up or oh, cohort was a funny word i actually heard you in the last one you're like cohort great word i don't know <laughs> if it's a great word well a funny word inter- it, it, it's word. like become super popular and because like karen my wife is a, t- it's a teacher yeah that's all the, all they talk about now is like in oh, this cohort, cohort. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah, it just managed to fall in our year was just a good bunch of people and a lot of them came along to um, Salt, which was the youth group at that at the church at the time. And so it was, it was actually very easy to just keep on going along um, and going. And because you're going every week, you kind of heard from the Bible every week. You heard a talk yeah. every week. Um, double that up with a bit of Sunday school as well. And you were really kind of just... What's the word? It's like you're, you're surrounded by it. You're, mm-hmm. you're ensconced. You're ensconced. <laughs> wow. That's, that's academic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if I said it right? <laughs> Dave will put it up. Yeah. <laughs> ensconced. Dave. Yeah. But you were, you were like, you were surrounded by it. So it was very easy to go along. And I don't think it was actually until kind of years nine or ten. Yeah. Um, where I think a few people were like, oh, I don't actually need to go to this and, like, yeah. I'm finding out that I can, can do other things and I don't necessarily agree with, like, everything that goes on in the church and, and stuff like that. And so, a lot of your year we're going, though, right? It was oh, a big, huge yeah, amount. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there was, there was times where you just, you're kind of in the minority if you weren't going. Wow. Wow. That's serious. out of a year of two hundred. Well, that's what it felt like at the time. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I just had a really small group of friends. <laughs> 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 no, I think there was, there was a big bunch of people that were going along, and so mm. um, it was it was really good from that perspective. Um, but yeah, it was probably more around that year nine and ten, maybe even later, year eleven or something, where you kind of again you need to make that decision of like oh which yeah. like which way am i going to go like am i going to keep coming along here and hearing this and um understanding what's going on for me or am i just going to go and follow other people and go and have fun on a friday night when you yeah. can kind of do your own thing now like well yeah you're getting more freedom mm-hmm. all of a sudden you ha- you have more of a choice yeah exactly how did you find that like um was it close friends maybe as that went along? How did you find that as people kind of made those decisions around you? Yeah, so I think, um, I don't know, your, your friendship groups kind of like move along over time. Yeah. But there was, a, I don't know, within that there was a solid kind of sphere of people or yeah. a group of people um, that, I don't know, I enjoyed hanging out with and that sort of thing. And I think... Luckily for me, like those, I had those really close friends that I yeah. had over time since I'd been back in Sydney and they kind of continued to be Christians and continued to go to church. And so that was a real sort of like pull to make sure that like, yeah, I was still, still going along and they had a real influence on me, um, which is really nice. And, but yeah, there was other friends that I had 
like really similar interests to um, that that were all of a sudden going off and yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm missing out on that thing or like I, I'm not kind of hanging out as much with them anymore and um, maybe not going away with them um, when, they're, when they're going away because I'm doing, I don't know, going on rev camp or mm. well that was like another youth group it was a youth camp yeah 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 yep. yep. and so you had to make those sorts of decisions um and i don't know some of, the, some of them were pretty like tough other yeah. times it felt easier than than what it was so yeah, yeah it's um it's yeah it's a bit weird kind of thinking back on it and analyzing it or whatever yeah. but it, it's kind of nice as well because it, it's your story of where you get to mm. to yeah. now as well yeah again well that's the point of this podcast mm. uh how many people dropped off so you were saying like you reckon so you had a year of 200 yeah how much do you reckon we're going like over 100 yeah originally yeah all right how much did it drop off towards the end Whoa. so really interesting actually um we i remember i have this moment that i do remember this vivid moment of sitting down uh, in a car park somewhere like like on the church grounds or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And as a youth group yeah, want to do. Just youth group <laughs> hanging out or whatever. Yeah. And we were, we were having a kind of Bible study chat and like before you go off and you do all the other stuff and have a talk. And it was just our year, um, year of guys. And there was probably 20 people there that night in that particular circle of blokes. And I remember, so Rob, who's another one of the people that come to survival church he was your leader right yeah he was a leader and he he was like you know what out of all of you guys here there's probably only going to be one or two of you left in 20 years time or whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) i'm like whoa that's solid like real positive yeah (laughs) that's that's very that's very wrong (laughs) yeah Yeah. playing the uh what is it playing the odds yeah yeah. (laughs) playing the lack of odds yeah they're not good odds yeah um and I was like, nah, no way. Like, we're heaps good mates. Like, yeah. everyone's kind of fully into this. Like, we're fully, like, onto it and everyone loves it and all that sort of thing. Anyway, like, 20 years on, there's probably, like, there's more of them still, like, go to church and have faith and are a Christian. But, like, it's he's not far off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, which is really sad, but it's... It's just like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's sad, but it's also kind of hopeful in a way because these other people have heard it and just because they're not here now doesn't mean that they won't be here with us in, I don't know, another 10 years time, depending on what they, how they want to respond to it all. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when did you get, like... I shouldn't put a disclaimer in so that we've been friends for a very long time. So I, know, I know a lot of <laughs> Well, maybe we'll find out some extra, extra details after this. But um, what about uh, being in a youth group like that and Rob saying things to you, to you like that? What made you want to decide to go into leading youth after that? Because that's, what, that's mm. what you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... I think this has been said on other ones as well, like the influence of having older people that take an interest in you and are willing to kind of give up their time to, one, hang out with you, two, show an interest in what you're doing and like kind of keep encouraging you along and just being your friend or whatever Mm. is huge. And I think I was super thankful for that. 
And I really wanted to be able to give that back to other people that were coming up and through and just turning up and like some people like that just hearing everyone's different stories and how some people had a similar story to what I had other people had this kind of like no nah, I just like picked up a Bible the other day and I read it and I was like no nah, this is for me like this is it yeah um, but I think one of the things that like going going back and leading again it was this kind of gradual process like it wasn't as if I was like when I first turned up in year seven or eight I'm like it wasn't like oh yeah I'm gonna be a leader like I'm gonna in five years time I'm gonna like lead yeah. other people and people are gonna cross through me yeah, yeah. or not even but I, like, I know he's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um it was just this gradual process again and all of a sudden it just happened and like there was an yeah. opportunity to do it and I was still around and super keen for it and so I think like that shaped kind of part of my like understanding or thinking of how someone's journey can go and it like it fully is this marathon like it yeah, doesn't absolutely. happen and I've actually I don't know this might be kind of a bit bit of bias but I feel like people that kind of go in there full on gung-ho and go for the sprint and are like one minute they're not around and then the next minute they're there and then they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah let's do this do this do this mm. like a bit of parable of the sower yeah kind of like burn out and they're they're some of them are not around anymore some some still are and just have this amazing stamina in ministry and all of that sort of thing but yeah i feel like my journey's been much more of a marathon that's just kind of like steady as she goes kind of thing is that why you do triathlons now (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done one for such a long time you're endurance (laughs) sport guy (laughs) nah I do like a good triathlon. I would like <laughs> to get back out there, but maybe. Now's the time. Now's See, the time. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Yes, exactly. So how do you, like, in terms of if you're leading, so was it more the um, you wanted people to know about Jesus or you just wanted, because you're a Christian, you wanted people to feel loved the way that you did? Oh, no, you definitely wanted, like, people to know about Jesus. Like, that was the only reason that I was there at yeah. the end of the day. I don't think I knew it at the time, but... Yeah. Like looking back on it, like that is a reason that you stick around and make the choice to stick around, I yeah. think. And like it might not have been the reason that I chose to stick around kind of every week. Like there are other influences and that sort of thing. But yeah. at the end of the day, the message was always this is because of like the love that Jesus has shown us and that's why I'm here and well, like as a leader or whatever, that's why I'm here and that's why other people above me have kind of been here for me as well. Um, and then there's the obvious like sort of benefits of that that come come with that and kind of sharing friendship and yeah. I don't know, you find out you like the same things as some of the people yeah. that, you, that you hang out with <laughs> as a Christian as well. And some yeah. things that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you think that shaped you then as like being a youth leader? How do you think that shaped you? Um, which part the like like in terms of leading it yeah how did it shape you as uh, a person yeah yeah I think it one of the things that it massively taught me was that I don't know I hated like getting up and speaking and all that sort of thing <laughs> like I was always I was never good at like talking or I don't know I got I got paid out a bit at school when I was younger. For about being, 
being a little bit overweight and had a <laughs> had, had the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Go on. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not going to say. You no, say yeah. it. So like, um, those early high school years were pretty rough. <laughs> Put on a few kilos. And um, my last name's Atkin, and that all of a sudden got turned to Fakin. <laughs> Sorry, that's hard. No, that's that's yeah. hard to deal with. No, yeah. it's, all, it's all sweet. It's, mm. it's, it's a remnant of time that continues on and reminded when we're actually choosing names for our um, children, it was uh, key, like, it could not, the child's name could not have F as their first initial. <laughs> That makes just sense. so it couldn't happen again yeah, generation after generation um anyway so that kind of meant that i wasn't i was never kind of the type of person that was i don't know like up the front or yeah. i was always just kind of mm. like wanting to be part of things there aren't there many of those people though like no school. Like, like not, yeah. especially at high school, what a big like, alpha, <laughs> and then like the usual massive alphas are like compensating or yeah, for yeah. their own insecurities anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like I can understand. Like most of the time at high school, you're just like I'm going to fade into the yeah, background. Yeah, I think you know, most like people want to again, again, <laughs> again <laughs> that home, home, home going back into the hedge. <laughs> that meme. It's like, yeah. That's what it's like. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So you just going. you just want to like be there. Like yeah. I was always just the person that was kind of around. You want to be social, but you don't want to yeah. be like public. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. And I think that also came from kind of moving around and stuff like that as well. Like I was always, I never had the sort of full background of, um, and that sort of history that I could be that person. And I always kind of came in and didn't really know where I stood and all that sort of thing. And so it was, it felt like you're finding your feet for quite a while. And so getting up the front and actually being someone that, other people looked up to was a pretty daunting oh youth group leading yeah sorry leading youth group is a pretty daunting sort of was a pretty daunting thing um and i was never good at english like i hated all the debating and like palm cards are like the worst thing like (laughs) i don't remember yeah they do suck like i just remember going how am i meant to remember this like i was even nervous coming along today like i still get nerves kind of when you have to talk with other people and that sort of thing um but I think it made me realise that you people are interested in what you have to say. And when it comes to the Bible, it's not even what you're saying. It's what the Bible's saying. And mm, so yeah. you can really rely on just using those words and then telling a story around that that is relevant to your life and relevant to the lives of those around you or like that are listening to you as well. And so it was just thinking about, all right, so if I'm a youth group leader and I'm talking about it, like this happened to me today, but also like what's happening for the guys and girls that are listening and how can you make those two things kind of mesh into the story that the Bible mm. is telling because that's the that's the main part that needs to be heard. Sounds all to me like the shocker Zola. Sorry. I think it's really cool when you think about youth leading though, like I re- resonate with you, Tim, where like if you – if there was an option to have never done a speech in the whole of my school life, I definitely would have chose that option <laughs> very quickly. You know what I mean? Like, Tick the box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's funny how um, leadership through youth leadership or just stepping through, as you said, in church, like you, you mentioned that you wouldn't necessarily have put your hand up at the start of youth to be like, I'm going to be a youth leader. But it's really mm. cool to see how God 
build you in those ways. And as you've mentioned, it's a journey, it's a marathon. And yeah. he's, he builds you up in all these different ways and you kind of look, it's only looking back afterwards, you're like, wow. Like, it's crazy how getting, uh, like, the skill of being able to run a game at youth yeah. just, like, <laughs> helps you out in so many different ways in your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool how he can build you through those experiences and you're not really even realising, especially if it is, like, a marathon where you're just kind of taking the next step one at a time. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, wow, that's really cool that I grew in all these different ways in my life mm. and i've got I a case i put on the clock there yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. but the funny thing is about that you say that but then so tim you led all the way through uh, as we were as we did at soar revival youth at um Gomer anglican we yeah. read we led all the way from year seven to year 12 yeah but then you took over the year nine ten group rev yeah so i never actually made it to year 12 i like Got, oh. got kind of halfway through and then got to that rev stage and then all of a sudden this, I don't know, opportunity, <laughs> um, need kind of came up for someone to like run or coordinate, I think is probably the yeah. best term. Well, tell the story why that happened, though. Oh, I can't actually... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he is now a pastor at Soul Revival Church, but... <laughs> I do know him very well. My memory is gone. Yeah. He's in the other I room. Not sleep very, yeah, yeah. Get out here. Um, oh, you didn't sleep well? Yeah, just... Oh, little ones keeping you up. Yeah, little yep. ones keeping me up. Yeah, keep going. Yep. So I was like, oh man, I'm not going to remember anything to say today. <laughs> Welcome to Dad's <laughs> Chat. Who are dads <laughs> who are sleep deprived talk about what, their what boring lives? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I reckon I got woken up like 15 times last night. It was, it was awful. Anyway. Oh, what a dad chat. <laughs> <laughs> How do you relate, Brady? Um, <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> tapping out here. Yeah, zoned out. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys saying? Yeah. <laughs> guys, you can turn the podcast off here yeah. if you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll or you could put it. it to your kids to get them to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a. There was a point where, am I allowed to say names or yeah, not really? Yeah. yeah, so Jai was um, part of the paid ministry team at the church that we were going to. At Guymere. At Guymere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was no longer happening anymore. Um, and so he was the one that kind of I was led by and like he just did an amazing job. And mm. really, like I think one of the good things about having Jai around was that he – and I don't know if this, like, will sound very good, but he wasn't, like, someone that was like, yeah, we're just going to do this, 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 and this, and it will work. He was always like, oh, what do you guys reckon? Like, what do you, what do you think will work? What, we, what do you reckon you do here kind of thing? So that consultative yeah. mode. Yep. Yeah, yep. and all of a sudden, like, not every idea, but, like, a bunch of ideas will come together that kind of me and other leaders or yeah. whatever, and that was – that made up a bunch of the night. Like, not only yeah. – from games and stuff like that that you do, but kind of ideas for talks and ideas ideas to talk about in the talks and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, like, when it, it was super, again, so daunting, like, all right, Jai's not around anymore. He's going to be going to a different church. We need someone to jump in. So Rona, my wife, um, we kind of said, like, oh, like, we'd be happy to give it a – go this was after like much convincing we we're like no 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 not us no no way <laughs> like no nah, not a chance like we'd be rubbish like it's someone else needs to do it that's got heaps more experience how long have you us. been married i don't even know when it happened probably wasn't i can't that long after you got married probably not heaps long 
couple of years at most. Yeah, I think so. Yep. So like, what was it, like 2012 here, like Soul Revival Church yeah. kicked off properly, I think. Yeah. A few years before that. Anyway, yeah, so not long. So we were feeling pretty young. Um, and I was just like, nobody is going to turn up. Like, <laughs> so negative. Like, no, but it was just this, like, Because I'm in charge, no one's turning up. <laughs> no, but, like, fully this, this concern that you, all of a sudden you've got this thriving youth group with this amazing leader, and then all of a sudden, like, it's over to these guys that have done some stuff, but, like... <laughs> Give it, give it a whirl kind of thing. And I was really worried that it was just going to crash and burn and that that was going to mm. be the end of year nine and ten youth at the as, church. As someone who was in the youth group during that changeover, it didn't crash and burn. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we did break someone's leg, though, on the first night. So oh, <laughs> we, we did we have does. to, like, tame it we down that after our, that. On our first night of Rev, when I was leading Rev too, oh. we broke a girl's ankle. Yeah. Oh, ours, wow. ours was the Esky helicopter. Yeah. Yes. And that oh, was... That's a flashback. Yeah, that's a massive yeah. flashback. Actually, I, I remember, I didn't realise that you yeah. were... Um, or it hadn't clicked with me, but I we've still got a photo of the last night, oh, and you are definitely front and center in that photo. So I'm sure, looking very emo. <laughs> <laughs> we were so emo. We had the um, the suit jackets on, just suit jacket and then t shirt oh, underneath, yeah. and there was a lot of black and <laughs> <laughs> um, awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was it was pretty daunting, but again, like it's not. I think the fact that people kept turning up, yeah, um, that other people wanted to also lead with us, um, was just huge. Like it was, it really showed me that you can. It was kind of one of those, f- like, you realise what faith is a little bit. Like you step out into this unknown, and like all the you're saying it was really negative, but like all these things could happen. Yeah, but it, it's not what did happen, and so it's. Again, it's just so much bigger than what, like God is so much bigger yeah. than what you are as a person. There's something that we actually talked about on the Shock Resort podcast we um, recorded earlier today was uh, talking about revivals in the age of, like just after the Reformation and revivals in a time of like um, the new age of thinking about science and all that kind of thing was that even though it felt like Christianity was on mm. trial, they all stepped down in faith and allowed allowed the spirit to do its work, and that's like that sounds similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think like going off topic a little bit, but that's like that un that understanding that God is bigger and that you can't fathom yeah. what He does has been massive for my like being a Christian for me. Like one of the biggest things for me is I think it's like I don't know push favourite verse out there, I think it's Isaiah 40 or something like that, and it's just this, like, oh, I'm going to look it up, otherwise I'll just get it completely wrong. That's all right. But yeah. it's like, God is so big that, n- like, no one can understand, or he's fathom something, something. Anyway, <laughs> God, like, just this idea that God, no one on this earth can fathom what God is doing and how big he is and what he has in store, um, and that's a God that, like, I'm happy to be trusting. Like yeah, if, if people could understand him, then what's the difference between God and the next guy that like science or something like mm-hmm. that, that um, does it. And so I think that's been a really big thing for me is that we have this God that is just so much bigger and so much more 
beyond what our brains can ever understand in this lifetime and in lifetimes to come. Is this it? Do you, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the, is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one yep. can fathom. Yes, yeah, spot on. That's it, yeah. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Yeah, yeah. And so that's been a bit of a favourite for a long time because... Because yeah. of those things that you've gone through? I don't know. I think, I, don't, I think it's just one of those things where they matched and all of a sudden it was like this, that makes heaps of sense. Yeah. And this has also happened in my life and this has also happened in my Christian walk. And so when two things kind of match together, you're like, boom, that's, that's mm-hmm. probably pretty important. I should probably, I don't know, keep that as a bit of a base in, in my life. So, Do you think you're moving around? when you were younger also plays into that because it was kind of like I just need to I need to adapt to the situation I need to be social yeah but because you are a social person that's the other thing is that you're you like hanging out with people I do yeah but you're saying you just want to talk to people or just be in the background (laughs) talking to people not in front of people yeah yeah Yeah. um but like moving around and and having to do that a lot of the time do you think it built up to that point perhaps when you started leading Rev at um, Gomer Anglican, mm. that you're like, I don't think, I'm, I'm, it was almost like I don't have to do this on my own. Or I thought, uh, it's almost like you got tricked into thinking I need to do this on my own. Yeah. The youth group will fail. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm taking yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> but then you say, and then like that Isaiah 40 passage comes in and says, no, no, you, you don't understand, you can't even fathom what God's got in, in control here. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I think like that was, the whole moving around thing was big for me. I think it shaped me in heaps of different ways. And like I said, hated at the time, but it was really, I've looked back now and it's been really beneficial and cool. And I think um, having, having that sort of, I, and I don't, I don't like being social. I love listening to other people. I was worried you, about uh, today as well. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I can't keep talking. I'd actually <laughs> heaps prefer to be asking questions or whatever <laughs> and then just seeing what other people think. I love observing what people say. I don't know if it's a bit weird. I'm a bit of a people watcher. I love just kind of watching how people move in, not like individual people or anything, no. but like yeah. down at Cronulla. Yeah. Anyway. Also, do, like similar to that, like when you're flying in on a plane, like coming to land, I like like looking down and just seeing all the things moving around, like the cars and the people yeah. and like, yeah. where and where they're going. Yeah, how it all works together <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, who's meeting who and yeah. Yeah. who's who's chatting to who and mm. like, are they like working out like, oh, do they know each other really well or do they not know each other really well and that sort of thing. And mm. so um, I really like that aspect and I think that's been really helpful in leading or just being part of a church actually and I, I love that you do have these people from heaps of different backgrounds that you wouldn't normally get to hang out with and hear about their stories and yeah. and then the Which best is probably what made you a good youth leader by maybe the way. I don't know I think so who knows well <laughs> I'm saying it <laughs> I, I can control this but it's you're like you want to hear from other people that the different backgrounds and show them love and go this is like I care about you yeah. because I'm hearing that. So that, that's why I said that. Right. Yeah. 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 But what were we talking about? I can't remember. Sorry. I rudely well, interrupted how did, you. How, no, no. It's, how does it shape you? Or how did it shape yeah. you? Or something like that. So yeah. yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's it. And I still enjoy, I still really enjoy kind of hearing, being influenced by other people as well. 
Yeah. Like I said before, I'm a sucker for peer pressure and <laughs> definitely have been in the past yeah. to the point of getting an earring at one point. <laughs> <laughs> right, tell the story. Nothing says peer no, pressure no, like no. a man with an earring. Yeah. <laughs> for a girl. Oh, no. Okay, it comes but, together. But never worked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. Story time with Tim. Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, come on. Was it a, <laughs> was it like a diamond stud? Nah, Pache, no, or oh, come nah, on. This nah. is this is like early two thousands, oh, late nineties okay. or yeah. something. This is this is pre David Beckham era. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it looks like you're in a boy band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had the. You would remember this actually. Did we know each other then? I had the I had the bleached tips as well. Oh, oh yeah, boy band. Yeah, boy you band were you were in a boy band. Yeah. <laughs> So um, tell the tell the earring story. You don't have to name names. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. It was, I don't know. You get interested in girls, obviously, and like I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> and they and they were they were pretty cool. And I don't even know how it happened, but I think they were going to get their ear pierced one day, and they're like, "Oh, come along." <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, "All right, sure, if you want to hang out with sure, me." Sure, man. <laughs> and next minute, I knew. I was sitting in the chair getting this hole punched through my, oh. my ear. It was up here. It was one of ah, these ones. Okay. So I don't know where the thing is, but yeah, it was pretty painful. I would not go I was back. Gonna and do ask it again. you that? Yeah, because my daughter just got her ears. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Like it was for her sixth birthday. Yeah. And we were planning for that to be a little bit later. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she did what we asked her to do, and then we're like, okay, well, you've done it, and we already said it. <laughs> now we got to go through with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it was like. Good parenting, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you if it hurt, but. Uh, it did. <laughs> it was it was a big call. Yeah. I kept it in there for a while. I was like, "Come on, I can win her over. Still, I can win her over." Wasn't it like a pointy one? Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I think I had to choose what I wanted, and I was just like, "I Peer have pressure. no idea." It's like, I've like, never seen an earring yeah. before, like in my entire <laughs> life, yeah. and I don't know how they go. Like, the only ones I'd seen were like ones that girls wear at school, which are like the little circle ones, slippers, maybe a stud or something like that. Mm. Um, and then I was having to choose it and they're like these tiny things and they screw on and they had a ball at one end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. So weird. So how long did that last in your I ear? don't even know how long it lasted. It wouldn't have been like a year, I don't think. Like it was only... There's a whole close up. Yeah, yeah, it's close up. It's <laughs> like gone. It was, it was ages ago. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're pretty old now. <laughs> um, cool. So we've kind of gone all the way up to uh, finished high school. Yeah. You became a leader at youth, then you became a leader of re- like the entire actual year nine and year ten group, which is quite large at the time. No, when we let's just call it coordinating. Coordinator. Yeah. Well, at least still leading. <laughs> yeah. So, but then in between that, <laughs> there's the story of Rona, your wife, <laughs> which I would like you to tell <laughs> everyone on the podcast. It's, it's quite funny. You can probably tell the story better, I reckon, oh, than no, what I you can. Need, you need Amanda, I think. Yeah, actually, we should have got her on and she could have just get it, We'll cut her in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she made it all happen, actually, in the end. Again, I was not a confident person. And I don't... So we'd been going to school... So this is Rona and I had been going to the same school, Kiroi High School. And she was the year below. Though. She was the year below. So I'd never even really like come across paths with her much. And then all of a sudden she started turning up at youth group. And because the years like you kind of had the year above and the year mm. below and they'd yeah. hang out. Well, she was in my year. She was in your year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until it would have been like year 11, I think it was, that we actually ended up crossing paths. And 
you'd see her kind of at school as well as at, at youth group and I was like hanging out and saying hi every now and again probably not saying hi every now and again just being like oh my gosh there she is just keep walking <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I went for a walk one day after school and like we Amanda and I walk, like lived on the same way like we walked home the um, same way the same way yeah. And she's like, oh, when are you gonna when are you gonna ask her owner out? And I was like, no, 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 she doesn't even like me or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't even know. And um, I can't remember the full extent of it, but essentially I was like, I'm not gonna do anything about it. And she's well, she's like, Well, if you don't do anything about it, then I will. And <laughs> <laughs> she ended up writing a letter, a love letter. <laughs> From me, <laughs> written by her to Rhoda, <laughs> <laughs> and gave it to her. And I've never been more embarrassed. In, I think my heart was like going a thousand miles an hour. I was like, you are not going to do How that. Did, so you found out before she was going to do it or you found out after she had done it? No, I found out before. Oh, okay. She's like, do something about it. Okay. And I was like, no, no, no. She's like, okay, you I'm two are fully like into each other, <laughs> but... If you're not going to do something about it, then I'm going to have to do something for you. <laughs> wow. And so and I was you're like, like, no, no, don't. Don't do like, it. No, nah, don't do it. Who does that? Like, whatever. And um, anyway, she fully wrote her a letter and gave it to her. And Did you read it prior? No. <laughs> I don't think I did. Anyway, it was a full on... Actually, it's all coming back to me. I've, I've forgotten a lot of the details, but... There was one, I'm pretty sure another friend, we went to soccer together one day. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but he picked Rona up and then he picked me up. And so that we were sitting together, he's like, he picked me up and Rona was in the back, I think. And I'm like, what are you doing in the back? And then he's like, oh, my front seatbelt's broken. I think you're, oh. you're going to need to get in the back as well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, um, How convenient. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this is all the way to, to a soccer game one day. And, and then she, oh, that's right. I was like, I had no idea what to do. Like, I was so embarrassed still. I'm like, so, so Rona and I are sitting in the back of the car together on the way to soccer. It's like literally five minutes away. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to like do something soon. And all I could come up with was, so, I heard you got a letter. <laughs> say the next bit. I don't, I don't remember the next bit. Say something like, oh, uh, what are you going to do about yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Or, or, so or what do you want to do about it? Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah, what you want to yeah, do about it. Yeah, what do you want to do about it? Right, <laughs> you keep talking. I'm going to get the jury on the get phone. Get the jury on the phone. Yeah. Call, a, call a friend. No, I'm calling Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shivers. Um, yeah, so then that's where that all kicked off. And Oh, we're actually wow. getting a call on. She won't be there for sure. We'll just do it like this. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was where that all kicked off, and since then we've been together and three kids, three kids now, and thirteen, 13 years, years, like in three days' time. Awesome. So it's pretty cool. Oh, it's Amanda's <laughs> voicemail recorded when probably when she wrote that letter. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. So you 
sorry. That's really funny. <laughs> What about it? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to do about yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Obviously, she said, we got what the title, she we got the title <laughs> for the episode. Yeah, what do you want to do, do, do about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what, what, what was her answer? I don't know. I think I think I like almost passed out from my heartbeat <laughs> so quickly. I know that feeling. Yeah, I can't remember. It was obviously like a positive answer. And didn't you have like this? Sorry, guys. I do apologise that I know all this. Joel um, did give my wedding speech, so he I has did. previously gone over all of this material. And yeah, dug up. <laughs> Not this story, but this is the story that I wanted to bring up. This is like your first date. And how the, the phone, like her phone ran oh, out of battery and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that's the first date that was story. Uh, so back in the day, you get your license and you're just driving around at all hours of the night because you just yeah. think it's the best thing ever. It is. It's a great way to flirt. Oh, way. it's so good. You're sitting in the car. You're it's just exactly like, how I won my wife. Really? Yep. Excellent. I have lifts everywhere. Hectic driving <laughs> skills. Taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really won her over my driving yeah. skills, guys. <laughs> Just taking the racing line around the <laughs> Grace Point S Bend. I was. It's so good. So you're just sitting there, you've got heaps of time together, you're chatting, you're enjoying life, and all of a sudden it's like eleven o'clock at night. We we're actually setting someone we we're actually setting the guy up that did the whole seatbelt hoo ha for us right. with his new girlfriend as well. So we're Oh, I know who this is. Yeah. So should we name him or not? No. Oh, I don't no, know. No one we'll, else really no. We'll yeah. choose not. Yeah. yeah Hang yeah, on. Yeah. We'll beep it if happens. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. yeah. Beep that out, please yeah, don't <laughs> <laughs> Um so we were we we're out at Menai or something like that, trying to slip a little something under his potential girlfriend's door to come out and hang out with us or whatever it might be. So it was another letter writing. Was it? Oh yeah. There's no, like there was like such pro- like old school mobile phones in the day. Yeah, it was where, Nokia days. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Nokia 3310. Yep. Something like that. It might've had color snake on it. I don't even know. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty. Dave, can you put that we're up? We're pretty old. <laughs> Dave, Dave needs to put pictures up at Nokia 3310. Yeah. 3320. Anyway. So my, like, I was a bit of a bandit for just coming home at all hours of the night. And so my parents were all used to it and mm-hmm. pretty okay with it. Most of the time I'd forget my keys and have to like knock on the front window <laughs> to <laughs> get someone to let me in at yeah. 3.30 in the morning. Anyway, Rona's parents were not used to this at all. And by about midnight, I think Rona's phone had died. My phone was still on and... I get a message from my dad saying, can you give me a call as soon as possible? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the family has died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like that. Um, and so I give him a call and he's like, Rona's mum has just called me. And this is, so he's like groggy because he's just woken up from <laughs> sleep at midnight or whatever it is. Um, where, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm at Cronulla. <laughs> were you? I thought you no, were at Medi. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so much harder to explain why we're at Medi than just being at Cronulla. Yeah, like, Cronulla yeah, seems yeah, more okay. easier to explain. <laughs> um, and so he's like, well, Rona's mum would really like to know where she is and why she isn't home Because <laughs> um, Rona's mum had called your dad. Rona's mum called my dad. Oh, and that's right. That was the first time they'd actually spoken to each other as well. <laughs> So never had they actually met and she, Rona's mum, called my, I think it was the family, like just the yeah, house phone, phone or whatever yeah. and 
yeah, it was like, hi, I'm Rona's mum. I don't think we've actually met, but I think they might be in a car together somewhere in the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> the son has kidnapped my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was a lot of adventures um, and we're all friends. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we've got the first date story out of the way. Uh, as you said, like you guys got married, Yeah, as we know. I, of course, gave an excellent speech at the wedding. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle did, was it your uncle or Rona's uncle? It's like, best wedding speech ever. I'm like, mm, I'll take that. <laughs> that. That was the start of many to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mean emceeing weddings? Well, emceeing. I don't know. Have you given it? never done another wedding yeah, speech. Right. Don't need to. Yeah, don't need to. One and done. Best wedding speech ever. Can't go lower than that. Yeah, that's right. What happened after you got married? You took over Rev. What else? What can like, I can I mess with the timeline again? Yeah, I feel like we're, we're jumping all over the place, but yeah. it's fun. So if we jump back um, to the end of high school, because I think this jumps into a whole another area of your life and an area that takes up lots of people's lives. Did you know kind of work wise where you wanted to mm. be going through high school? So you, I think a lot of a bunch of people get to year, the end of year 12 and they're like, sick, I've always wanted to do this or I yeah. need this mark to do what I've always wanted to do. And a whole bunch of people also get to the end of year 12 <laughs> and go, oh my gosh, what, a, what am I going to do now? Yeah. What, what, do you feel like you, you were in either of those camps? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it became clear over time. Like I was yeah. never really the smartest person um, at school and just kind of got my way through what I needed to be doing. And yeah would heaps prefer to be like going to the snow or hanging yeah. out with friends or like other stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was never in like the highest classes or anything like that. Um, but then like in year 10, I think it was like something just clicked a little bit more and I was yeah. like, Oh, I can actually, I think I had, I had one really good teacher who was like, you know, that you can do this pretty well. Like yeah. and you just need to put a little bit more, work into it um and i think at that point i realized that i could do it could yeah. do pretty well at different things but i did have to work hard for it i was never one of those people that could just turn up the mm. day of a test or an <laughs> exam or something and then just say, oh yeah i got 98 and yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. my wife's like that yeah. so, yeah. Annoying. Oh, so <laughs> annoying i'm there for like three days like yeah, learning different things yeah. yeah anyway so i had really no idea I did ski instructing for work experience in year oh, 10 yeah. and that was awesome. I was like, this would be the best job. Like I, it would be awesome. Um, and I kind of just fell into like, so I did commerce and that was where I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like yeah. it's, you get to work out and then that led into economics. Um, and I did economics in years 11 and 12. And that was a subject that I actually did like I worked hard at it, but I just got it. Like I understood yeah. what was going on and it was really interesting stuff for me. And so I was like working out why people made the decisions that they made and like what, what incentivized people to like, I don't know, do whatever they did, like spend money or choose this job or. This is harking back to the observing people. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And so I found that kind of really interesting and all of a sudden I was doing well at it as well. And so I just kind of was like, all right, sweet. Like I, continued down that path and continued down that path and got the marks that I needed to do a, 
economics degree at uni, University of Wollongong. I yeah. hear you at the yeah. Duck Lawn. Lots, lots hot of hot shit rolls. alumni <laughs> yes. have graced this podcast. Because it's, it's from everyone's <laughs> in the <laughs> shot. <Yeah. laughs> it, it's pretty much an extension of the shot. Yeah. That's how it was known anyway. It is. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Especially when you get those extra three points on your. Yeah. Uh, well, it used to be UAI and now ATAR, ATAR. to get yeah. into Wollongong. Get in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I ended up down there doing commerce degree um, and I still didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, but I just kept on. The two that I enjoyed out of commerce was like accounting side and economics. And then I did a year of accounting. I was like, man, this is so boring. Like, this is just so monotonous <laughs> and like, who even cares about this? And so yeah. then it was economics and um, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever because you were looking at kind of not only was it individual stuff that was going on but all of a sudden you're looking at kind of exchange rates and and that kind of tied into the whole travel thing and Mm. um like always wanted to travel and think about kind of the international sort of picture as well and so i got to do that (laughs) hello hi hi yeah you're on the chip punch podcast (laughs) Okay. Yeah, her team, team's on the podcast. I can hear Florence in the background. But I have a really quick question. Do you remember how you wrote a letter to Rona? Yeah. Can you remember what what was... Um, I, we can't remember the exact wording of like when Tim eventually asked her out. He said, like, so you got a letter? What did he say after that? Was it, what do you want to do about it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Was it, was it so how about it? So how about what do you want to do? No, no. No, I reckon what do you want to do? What do you want to do about it? Okay. All right, cool. Well, at least we've clarified it. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim Scribe. Um, Happy to match make anyone. (laughs) It works well. Anyone who saw saw a whole church matchmaking, Manda's in charge of it. If you need a letter. That's right. She's the one. Very good. Well, thank you, Manda. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Uh, um, where were we up to? Economics. Oh yeah, I was doing economics at uni, yeah. um, and I enjoyed that and was doing well at it, and just had a good like. I didn't spend too much time down there. I was kind of down there and then back home, and that was it. And like doing youth leading and and that sort of thing, kind of was what I came back. Yeah. home for or whatever yeah. like I I didn't really join in any of the Christian groups heaps because yeah. I already had church and was involved in doing that down back up here yeah um which was cool I, I was fine with that and uni was uni and <laughs> yeah because you started you went to worse back after uni yeah I did so I think again and I don't know I feel like this kind of ties into that story a little bit before as well like at, for uni and that did have to work hard for it and so it never just kind of came to me and um so then thinking about kind of like doing leading and doing talks and that sort of stuff I was always like oh if I don't work hard enough then people are not going to get anything out of this and and so there was a really big difference between kind of education and like doing doing youth stuff because like I finally came to the realization that it wasn't about like you still had to like put in effort and yeah. make it worthwhile and think about those things that we were talking about before. Like what's the message from the Bible? How's that relevant yeah. to me? How's that relevant to the people that are listening? Um, 
but like God's the one that's going to do all the work there. Whereas on an education side, it felt like it, it was more me, obviously. God has a plan and he works through everyone and who knows, I'm assuming that like doing economics and then into where I'm working at the moment is all part of that. And, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So that, that, yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun part. Started off at Westpac, just doing a grad program thingy there. <laughs> Um, but there was, there was some interest. Yeah. That was an interesting time actually. Cause I hated it. <laughs> 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 I, Why? I, I just, I thought it was the best thing ever at the start. I was like, yeah. Oh, this is sweet. Working like, for one of the big four. Corporate gig, <laughs> like going into the city, like yeah, drinks sweet after new work. building, drinks after work. Drinks after work got me good though. It was, it was one of my reali- realizing, realiza- it was a realization. It was a point that I realized because I let some people down during that time where I said that I would be back to lead at Rev. And then one of the times I just lost track of time on a Friday night for Friday drinks and like... At first, I was just like, no, whatever, like, there's other people there kind of thing. But then I could tell when I chatted with that person afterwards that, and they were someone that was kind of really good friends with me and had led me and stuff like that, that it had really actually disappointed them, use that word. Mm. What you've done doesn't make me sad, it just disappoints me. Much yeah, <laughs> worse. Um, but, they, I mean, they didn't even need to say that. And yeah. I think that kind of made me think, all right, I need to make a bit of a, a bit of a choice here. Again, it was yeah. just another one of those choices that you need to make as you go through yeah. life. Um, and I was like, okay, I can't do both of these things yeah. and do a good job at what I've said that I've signed up for, which was yeah. le- leading youth. And I, th- and I think like lots of um, things we've spoken about in this podcast, it's – not often do you straight away have this big like black and white moment where it's this way or this way. Normally it's kind of grey and you're kind of floating through it. So you were just going to work, doing a few things, blah, blah, blah. That kind of takes it and it took that moment for you to realise like, oh, yeah, maybe I am drifting a little bit this yeah. way. And it's interesting how, um, yeah, how that can happen when you kind of are going through changes and maybe um, you lose uh, some of the anchors that you've had around you for a little while, it's pretty easy to just find yourself drifting a little. Yeah, definitely. Like a pinch point's created. Yeah. Like the, the other one you talked about was when people started leaving youth group mm. and you were in youth group. Yeah. Like you have to make a decision. Yeah. And similar to when you were talking about the staying back too late yeah. and missing leading rev, you've got to make a decision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's like one of the ways that you need to live in as a Christian. Like what, what are you going to do? is like and what decision are you going to make at the time you have to mm. is that something difficult that you have well not, not something difficult have you found that a difficulty in the past in terms of being a christian at work um i think so like it's definitely hard to know i think it was easier kind of going through uni and it, like those initial years of work like i was very naive i would say um, and I was happy just to go like, I'm all in, like I'm, I'm a Christian, I lead, I'm fully involved in church. And so that was always the, like, I was happy just to put it all out there kind of in, 
in uni and then in those first lot of work years and um and I think that was f- like it was fairly well taken on um or maybe I just wasn't aware of people that didn't really <laughs> like they're like oh, okay I'm not going to talk to you again <laughs> whatever it might be um yeah. and there was even a point so I did, was not enjoying work at all and I was kind of fairly heavily involved and I actually remember chatting with my dad at some point and I was like I don't know if I actually like work like I think like, do you reckon I should be doing, like, I'm really enjoying this church leading stuff. Like, have like, how did you make the decision kind of not, like, because his dad was a minister. Yeah. Um, and he was always really involved in, in church stuff as well. And, and he actually came out with this story, which I didn't know up until that point. So, sorry, I said, oh, how do you know, like, that you're meant to be doing work either like just out in the world or like doing it for the church and like going into ministry and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, I had a very similar sort of question around when I was 24 to 26 or something, which was exactly the same point in time that I'd kind of raised, raised this. And um, he just said, I think you just need to like, what did he say? He said, you, you don't know exactly what you, you're meant to be doing, but, like, God's got a plan for you and, like, just pray about it and it'll, it'll become and it'll sort of clearer. It'll allow the spirit to do its work. Oh, like, kind of a, like a little bit, but, yeah. like, you just... Things will kind of ha- happen in mm. a way that will help you make that decision. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, so I, I seriously considered... Like, I even remember talking to people at work about it. I'm like, oh, I think I'm pretty done here. Like, I'm pretty keen on exploring, like what it might be to go into ministry at some point. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Um, and I ended up changing changing jobs just after that and um, have have kind of continued on with that now. So mm. so yeah. But it, it was it was it was another turning like it was a decision and it's it, like I don't know, you could maybe say, oh, was it the right decision? Was it not not the right decision? Does it make me more of a Christian, less of a Christian or whatever it might be? Um, I don't I don't feel like because I haven't gone into mystery, it makes me less of a Christian. Um, not at all. But, but yeah, it's, a, again, one of those points where, like, you really have to trust in, in God. And um, I think that's what gives me a bit of comfort as well. Like I was talking about, um, God having this huge understanding. Another part that's given me comfort in kind of being a Christian over time is that like God does have a plan for you as well and that you don't, you're not going to know what that is at the time and you're not going to necessarily be happy with it, but you have this hope that he does have a plan for you overall. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's cool. Uh, we're, we're getting on an hour 15. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just wondering wrap this what, up. yeah, <laughs> not wrap it up. It's just, it's just more, I feel like we've only touched it. Like you're talking about it was only when you were 26 <laughs> and you and I are the same age. Yeah. So we've still got another 10 years to talk yeah. about. <laughs> what, let, let's talk about the next 10 years yep. just briefly. Yeah. Uh, you now work at the Reserve Bank. That's the, the question, the, the yep. job that you said that you taught. Yeah. What, um, what are those last 10 years taught you? You've had kids. Yeah. And that is, as I can attest to, is makes a big makes a big change in your life. Yeah. Um, there's that time, and then also just in terms of you, like you decided to be part of Cronulla 
the mm. Cronulla church plant that we yeah. did at Soul Revival. So yeah. tell us about those two things and how that's impacted you and shaped you as a Christian. Yeah. Um, so kids and church planning. Whatever, whatever you like. I'm just speaking two things I know about your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Um, kids was a massive one, actually. Um, so, yeah, we, we, didn't, we weren't able to have kids straight away and that was a really sad and testing and just yuck period of time that I just would not want to go back to ever and would not wish on anyone. Um, and that really tested, like, how much we, like, because it was Rona and I, how much we trusted in God and were able to trust in his plan and be happy either way, like. And so, it, like, the short story is it all happened in the end and we've got three kids now, but it was a, it was a, rough, a rough period of time and... It, yeah, it, I think that was a real kind of like, again, just building that trust and building your, under, like, building your faith and having hope in God um, and what he's got in store for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then church planning is awesome. <laughs> like, I love, I love youth leading or loved youth leading the stuff that I did do because, like you were saying, it is one of those times where you do get to influence people and they do make kind of, decisions about their life at that point um but they also like church planning is kind of the same you go back to why you're actually doing church and yeah. why you're actually and it was a bit the same when soul revival church first started up um and it's like why why do we actually sit here and why do we do the things that we do the way that we do and is it more about doing those things the way that we do it or is it more about jesus being the main message that kind of gets um, put out and then how do we structure the way we do things around that message and mm. um, that being the main game so I yeah I love have loved um, both being a part of Soul Revival Church kicking off um, but also being part of the kind of Cronulla Woolaware yeah, stuff what's Woolaware now it's yeah, 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 yeah 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 different iterations over yeah. over five years I mean that, that's been tough as well because it, it doesn't it, like, it takes a lot of work and it's not obvious straight away what impact it is having. And yeah. Yeah, so. One of the themes that I feel like there is, like, talking about your particular life is that uh, trusting God through all different circumstances. Would, mm. would you agree with that? Okay, cool. Because that's what the, the last question that, like, I've, we've started asking people is, when you look back over your life at, at this point in time, what would you like to tell your younger self or your younger Christian self? Mm. I think... Oh, so hard to whittle it down to one thing, but <laughs> one of the things that I think I've been super lucky to have is the grace of other people. Um because it is hard to trust God's plan. And so you're not always like, I, I'll just trust it. And that's like, it's just easy. Like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, like you, you don't, it's hard to trust God's plan. And sometimes you do go off on a bit of a tangent. And yeah. Or there's the other side of it where you become an initial, like a Christian, you're fully stoked on it. You're like, just do Christian stuff. And that's <laughs> the only way that you're going to be like a Christian and blah, 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 blah. 
And so I would just say, I would go back and say, I wish I had more grace earlier on. Because of that, you feel like that's what you've experienced yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why do you say that though? Like, why would you think it would be better to show more grace when you were younger? Because I think there was a lot of missed, not missed opportunities, but I think a lot of people... To love people differently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so rather than just kind of do it this way and this is the only way you can do it kind of thing, yeah, it's like... You felt that pressure and like do it one way? Yeah, I think like mm. very early, like kind of early on, like yeah. you're talking about going back to your an earlier self or whatever. And I yeah. think kind of when you first come out of youth group and you're stoked on it and you're pretty naive still and you're yeah. just like become a Christian and it'll be awesome. Like, it'll be so good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, but it's that whole thing as you go through time, you hear about different people's stories and they're, what they've experienced and there's a lot of grace that needs to be shown to people. And I think I've experienced that. And if even things like that decision where I didn't turn up at a thing, at, at like a Friday night thing, um, it wasn't like, oh, you're rubbish, get out. Like, you're not, never coming back again. Yeah, like, I, sh- I was shown grace yeah. grace through that. And yeah. um, I think that's been one of the good things that has shaped me over time is mm. that more grace has come into my life. Hopefully, hopefully people mm. feel that way. Well, thank you for gracing us <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> gracing us with your time and your stories. Cause it's been really, <coughs> excuse me, it's been a real pleasure to hear because things that I don't even know and like we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, do you have any final questions before we wrap up the chips with Tim? Ah, I think it's it's you always get to the end and you're like, Oh no, we haven't covered like ten yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> we've already been going for like over an hour. Yeah. So it just leaves leaves us open for a part two. Yeah, right that's right. That. At some point you come back. Yeah. Well thank you, Tim. No worries, thanks, thanks for having me. No, thank you. Stoke. We really yeah. appreciate it. Let's wrap up the chits and we always finish with a one way, Tim. So I think you know a one way, right? <laughs> I got I got a one way. All right. Yeah. Thanks Where for watching Chip Lunch, everybody. Check us out. Go to sorrowvival.shop. I'm wearing a sorrowvival shirt if you want one. <laughs> but uh, thanks to Tim. Thanks for watching and listening. One way. One way. Okay.